Good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Atlanta Discuss. I'm still your boy. I'm still your host. My name remains Ade Balogun. So today we have another fantastic guest, erudite scholar. She's extremely good at what she does. We're going to be talking about taxes and budget solution. And we have Mrs. Moyo Akiwande with us today. Mrs. Akiwande, welcome to Atlanta Discuss. Thank you. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Thank you. Know, so, you. All right, cool. So um, on at, at Atlanta Discourse, you know, we embrace humanity in all facets of life. We try to disseminate positive news in a world filled with a lot of very bad news. We give a voice to the unheard always. We balance the information equation. We search and discuss the facts wherever it leads us. We combine the best of the human race to get the best out of mankind. We serve as a bridge between the developing and the developed world. We embrace business, art, sports, IT, health, history, and faith-based issues. We never run away from the fact. So, and you come so highly recommended. That's why today we're talking about taxes and budget solution. So, like I said, I've been issued. We have Mrs. Moyo Akiwande, the certified public accountant, licensed in Georgia state in the USA. She's a chartered accountant of Nigeria with an MBA. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in accounting from the University of uh, Ibadan and uh, and also the University of Villori and served in the United Bank for Africa, UBA. She joined UBA as a banker in 1998, rose to the position of head of cash fund transfer unit in 1999. She later moved to Access Bank in 2000 and, and one to continue her career as senior banking officer and was promoted to the head of branch operations in 2002, shortly after she relocated with her family to the United States. Mrs. Akiwande has 24 years of professional experience in banking, tax, and accounting. She's married to Mr. Solomon Akiwande and mother of two beautiful young girls. Yes, I can attest to that because I know the girls. She worships at uh, RCCC Mount Zion, uh, uh, parish that's a uh, redeemed Christian Church of God, Manzara Parish in Lake City, Georgia. She stands in the budget office department. She's also the leader of the women's ministry, known as Daughter of Zion, and she's also in Sunday school department. Mrs. Akiwande, welcome to Atlanta Discourse. Thank you, thank you for having me, and thank All you right. for the introduction. All right, fantastic. So let's cut the chase and just go straight for, for why we're here. You know, it's taxism. Just yeah. we're still in COVID, people yeah. are broke, people are out of work, some people don't, everybody's going remote. There's a lot of unpredictability in the land. Yeah. The business terrain is changing. You know, so many things. Have a future also. We yeah. don't know of anybody else but to call and ask. So let me just ask you first some of the questions that, that people have been sending to me. The number one is, why is budgeting so important? Yes. Budgeting. Why is budgeting so important? That's a great question. And before we discuss the importance of budgeting, um, let's discuss what budgeting is. So what is budgeting? Because once we know what budgeting is, we can now talk about the importance of budgeting. Um, budgeting is a process where we create a plan and that plan is called a budget. We create a plan to allocate our income and to our expenses 
to our savings, to our investment, to make other financial decisions. So budgeting is the process of creating a plan. That plan will allow us to allocate our income to our various expenses, to our savings, to our investment. And it also allows us to make other financial decisions. So what is a budget? A budget is a financial plan of our estimated income, our actual income, estimated and actual expenses, our savings and investment for a defined period of time. And a defined period of time could be a year. We're in a new year now, so you can have a yearly budget and then you can have your monthly budget then you can have weekly budget, quarterly budget, or other pay period that one may have. So we can now talk about the importance of budgeting. So why do we need to budget? Why budgeting? It's a very, very good time for us to talk about budgeting. It's a new year, and so we cannot overemphasize the importance of budgeting. Budgeting assists us to focus on our goals. So we all have goals. We all have aspirations. This is a new year. We have different goals and aspirations. So when we budget, it allows us to focus on our goals. Another importance of budgeting is that it helps us plan. It helps us to manage our money effectively so that we can achieve desired outcomes. Other importance of budgeting um, is to ensure that we keep track of our various income. We keep track of our expenses. We keep track of our savings and investments. And I can also think of another importance of um, budgeting. It helps us to control our spending. So we know how much we're spending, if we're overspending, if we are within the budget, if we are going above the budget. So those are some of the importance of budgeting. Like I said, there are so many reasons why we have to budget, and this is like a very good time for us to be talking about budgeting. Wow, thank you. That's uh, that's very rudimentary. Even for me as a layman, you know, I was taking notes as you were writing. You know? So, well, it's not too late for me to have a budget. So yeah. we now say to our listeners why we have Ms. Akimande here. She's the right person for the job. So, but the, the other question that came in, what percentage of our income do you advise that we set aside for investment, for example? You know, we have to save, most of us are Christians, we pay our tithe. Of course, we have expenses, like you said, in the budget. But what percentage of our income should we allocate for investment? What do you advise us? Um, I would say that it depends. It depends on our income. It depends on our expenses. It depends on our goals. But um, there are various rules on the percentage you can allocate for your savings, for your needs and wants. So I'll talk about the popular one. One of the popular one is the 50 percent, 30 percent, 20 percent rule. And that means that 50 percent of your income 
should be allocated to your basic needs. That is your food, the shelter, clothing, transportation, medical. 30% of, of your income should go to your wants. So you want to eat out, entertain, vacation, having fun. And then the 20%, according to this rule, should go to your savings and your investment. So 20% of your income with this rule says goes to your savings and your investments. This rule is a very good way to get into the habit of budgeting, um, savings, investment, and paying down our debts. But um, like I said, the percentage depends on us, on our income. So if there's no one rule fit all. There's no one rule fit all. So the popular one says 20% should go into savings and investment. But this rule, this rule, the 20% may not be realistic for people because we have different income level, we have the, the different needs, so it may not be realistic. So I would say that we should start small. If we can't do 20%, let's start small. You can start with 5%, you can do 10%, you can do 15%. And you can, you know, start small and keep growing your investment, the percentage of your investment. As your income level is increasing, then you need to increase the percentage. So if you start 5% this month or this quarter, maybe in the next month or quarter, you can do 10%. So yes, the popular rule says 20% should go into savings and investment. For me, I would say it depends on us and we should start small if we can afford 20%. And some people can do above 20%. Go ahead and do above 20%, 30%. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's, it's, I mean, I'm excited about this already. But now we're talking about budget, investment, and all that. This is tax season. So let's talk about tax now. You know, I'm sure people are very interested in tax and all that. You know, I'm, I know you also help people for tax. We'll get to that at the end of the program. But now, quick questions we have for you now are tax-related issues. Now, people say, want to know what information do you need to file tax for a client? You know, a lot of people have filed taxes in the past, but they always have one issue. There's always people make mistakes, even though they've been doing it for a very long time. So a very common question that I've gotten today is, uh, what information do you need to file a tax for a client, for example? Yeah, that's, that's a very timely um, question because we are going into the tax season. The Internal Revenue Service is going to start um, accepting our taxes soon. So it's a very timely information. Um, what information do we need to file taxes? So first, we need your personal information. We need the personal information of the client. So we need the person's first name, the middle initial. We need the last name. Of course, we need your address. We need to know your date of birth. We need your correct social security number. It's very, very important that we have the correct social security number. So most of the time we all know our social security numbers, but we can always cross check our numbers with 
as social security card. We also need to know the filing status. Is the client single? Are you single? Are you married? Are you filing jointly with your spouse? Are you filing separately? Are you head of household? Are you a widow or widower? So those are things we need on the personal information. We also need to know the dependent information. So what's the name of their spouse, if any? What are the names of the dependent, if any? On the, they are claiming on a tax return. We need to know the date of birth for each dependent on the tax return. And we also need to know the relationship to the um, dependent. So are they the son this, uh, to the taxpayer, the daughter, the parent, etc. Um, we need to know all that. Also, most importantly, we need your income documents. So do you have a W-2, which is your wages and tax um, statement? Do you have a 1099? And there are different types of 1099. You have the 1099 as an independent contractor. You can have a 1099 if you are unemployed. You have a 1099 for your interest, for dividends. If you're getting paid pension, you have a 1099. You have, um, if you have social security benefits, you get a 1099. Are you paying mortgage on your home? You will get a 1099. All those um, documents we ne you need to give to your tax preparer. There are other information that we need, but these are just some of them. We also need to know what, what are the type of deduction. What are the deductions you are taking on your return? Are you itemizing your deduction? Do you have a standard deduction? Do you have charitable deduction? What are the tax credits you're, you're claiming on your return? So these are some of the information that we need. And this, as you provide this basic information, we may ask for more information in order for us to complete um, the return. Interesting. You know, I, I as you were talking, I was just taking notes, taking notes. I file tax all the time, taxes, and uh, I, I, I just know that it's done, you know, but I just forget that I, I, I give all these details. So, so people that are listening, I mean, before she leaves, she's going to give you all her information and details so that you can get in touch with her personally so that she can help you out with your taxes, you know, so that things will be done properly. Now, the other thing we want to find out from you right now is that when is the deadline to, to file for taxes and when does the taxes and starts actually okay i would switch the question i'll start with the first one the second one that says when does the tax season start um tax season start january 24 very soon irs will start accepting tax return january 24 so the tax season is starting in few days. We're excited that the tax season is starting for the year 2022 tax filing. And the second question is, when is the deadline to file, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So for this year, the deadline to file is on the Monday. Monday, 
April 18, 2022. It's not April 15 this time around. April 15 is a holiday of the District of Columbia, and that's been observed by the IRS and most of the states. So for most taxpayers, the deadline to file your 2021 tax return is Monday, April 18, 2022, for most taxpayers. Great. So you've heard from the expert, tax season starts January 24th, it ends April 18, 2022. So get ready. Now, how long does it take to get a refund? That's another question that I get from people, you know, because I had to <laughs> ask some of my people that, okay, what questions do you have for Mrs. Akiwande? She's the expert on budget and taxes. And I'm, I have to be honest with you, the most common question that cuts across is how long does it take to get a refund? So I trade to you now, Mrs. Akiwande. How long does it take to get a refund? Yes, that's the most common question we all get. Where is my refund? Where is my refund? How long does it take to get my refund? The Internal Revenue Service, IRS, process most return within 21 days. Within 21 days. The process most return. So the IRS will complete processing in 21 days or less if there are no errors or other issues. So IRS will process all return, most return, within 21 days or less if there are no errors and there are no other issues. So after 21 days and you have not gotten your refund, you can check, the taxpayer can check on irs.gov and they can go to the section that says, where is my refund? Because they know during the tax season, that's the most common question. Where is my refund? So there's a section on the irs.gov that says, where is my refund? So you put in your personal information and they will to tell you the status of your return if it's still processing. So if it's over 21 days, the IRS will let you know by sending you a letter or a notice if there's going to be a delay on your return. The IRS will never call us, and I, I want to use this opportunity to say that the IRS will never call you or email you. So we should not fall victim to scammers. There are a lot of scammers out there saying, calling people and telling them the IRS will seize your property, your owing taxes. Please don't fall victim. The IRS will never call you. They will send you a letter by U.S. Postal Mail. If there's any delay on your return, if they have questions, if there are errors, they will never call you. They will mail your letter by United States Postal Office and you will get a letter with the instruction on what to do. So, 21... And 21 days has passed, no refund. You go to where, where is my refund? You get the status or you get a letter. And 
you can also contact your tax preparer. Fantastic. So you've heard it all. When when the tax consultant files for you, everything is with IRS. There's no reason to rely on any third party for any information. If you don't get your refund on time, go to irs.gov. It's there. I've seen it before. Where are my refund? So everything is online, but you do need professional help to file. That's why we have people like Mrs. Akiwande. Now, the other question we want to ask is this. What happens if I file late or how do I file a tax extension? Please don't file late. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, That's have... what you have told us that it starts January 24th, yet April 12, April 18th. So we have to do it within that time range. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but I got this question a lot too. What happens if I file it or how do I file a tax extension? I do suspect that these are people that probably have it happened to them before. So maybe they don't want to re repeat the same mistake, but you know, yeah. but people help us out professionally. So yes. What happens? So what happens if you file late? The IRS will charge you penalties and they will charge you interest on the penalty for late filing. So wow. the season has started, will start January 24. So we have from January to April. But for whatever reason, we are unable to file, if we are unable to meet that deadline April 18, then we need to file an extension. We need to file an extension. So if you file late, there's a penalty, failure to file penalty will apply. And um, also, with that failure to file penalty, you will also be charged interest on those penalties. And the interest will increase until you pay the balance in full. So with the IRS, we say interest and penalty accrue daily. That means every time you have a balance, once you pay it in full, it's still increasing. So the best option or a better option would be to file a tax extension. And I think the question was, how do I file a tax extension? Right? Yes, that correct. Okay. So if you're unable to um, file, you can file an extension. You can file an extension by filling out a form. There's a form that you can fill out that says, I'm applying application for automatic extension for the time for me to file my tax return. When you have to fill out that form on or before April 18, that form is also due April 18 for this year. For this year, 2022, the extension to file that form is also due. If you are able to file your tax return, you have to fill that form by April 18, 2022. And that form allows the IRS to extend your due date to the 15th of October to file a return. For you to get an extension, you will also have to estimate your tax liability. 
and also pay them. You have to estimate your tax liability. It's a lot of information. We won't be able to finish that on this in this episode. But first thing is you have to file a form for extension on or before April 18, 2022. Okay, let, let me chip this in. I mean, I didn't get a I didn't get this question, but I'm just asking, as in if you don't file your tax, what happens? I know tax evasion is a serious law, but I just need because one of the things we do at Atlanta Discourse to let people know the implication of doing wrong things. So what does the law say? What happens to people that don't file or evade tax? What does the law say about such people? Well, it's a law, it's a crime. So you don't want IRS to come after us. So there's a fa- failure to file penalty for a reason. That means the IRS is, has been empowered by law to come and get people to if they don't file. There's a failure to file. The IRS will file for you if you don't file. And they're going to file for you. When they file for you, you're going to be um, charged the highest interest rates. So it's better file yourself than the IRS filing on your behalf. The IRS has been empowered by law to seize people's property, to put lien on people's property. So we want to talk to our, our professionals, our tax preparer, to see if we have the requirements to file because it's not everybody that has a requirement to file depending on their status and their income. So who are those that cannot file? It's, um, it depends. It depends on your filing status. It depends on your age. It depends on your, your income. So we have to talk to a professional that you have to explain to them and let them know this is my filing status. I'm under 65, I'm above 60, I'm 65 and older. This is the amount of money I make. So there are people that don't have the requirement to file. And that depends on their filing status, it depends on their age, and it depends on their gross income. Okay, let me ask you another question. I have two more questions, but let me just ask you this. Um, I mean, you have a legal status in the United States, documented and all that but you don't have uh, you don't make income from united states and you make income maybe from africa or europe and that money you don't always sometimes you bring part of it here sometimes you don't those kind of people do you have to file taxes it depends we have to sometimes you have to pay foreign tax credit um, um taxes and also we have um what we known as foreign tax credits. So I can't give you a blanket answer until I see all the information. The so details, have, okay, related to that person. That person is on case by case. So they have foreign tax taxes and they are also foreign tax credits. Wow, interesting. You are you're so good at this. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening has learned so much already. So now the other question is, I think the final one this time around is, uh, how long do I need to keep my tax record? For example, I mean, if I file taxes this, this uh, maybe on January 24th or 25th, I come to you, I file my taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, if I get refund or not get refund, how long do I need to keep those tax records? Okay. 
but you can see with all my answers i keep saying it depends because we have different rules we have um exemptions we have um you know not one rule fit everybody so it depends but the range is between three and seven years for most tax records for most document is between three and seven years and they are the length of time depend on the type of records it depends on the expenses it depends on the claim on your tax return and it depends on on other events so if for, for instance if somebody has not filed taxes but they have the document to file taxes they can just um not keep they have to keep that record for for indefinitely they have to because they have not filed so that's why i say it depends on people's situation it depends on the event it depends on the claim so what the major um the time the average time range is three to seven years but if you have never filed a tax return and you have the obligation to file then you have to keep those record in the uh, in um indefinitely if someone I, 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 I agree with you i don't even see any reason why anybody should throw it away anyway no. <laughs> So between three and seven years, like I said, it depends. If somebody is filing um, a fraudulent return, of course, there will be investigation. That person may need to keep those records. If there are some errors, you may need to keep those records. If there are some mistakes, you may need to keep them. If they are related to some property, you may need to keep them for longer periods. So it all depends. But the average is between three and seven years. Okay, now... That's also very important. How do we reach you? How do we reach you? I want you to tell everybody listening. Tell us your phone number, your email, your Instagram handle. Say it. But by the time this goes out for our viewers officially, we're going to attach all those details to, to, to it also. But we want to hear from you. Tell us how do we reach you? We need your phone number. Do you have a Facebook handle, Instagram handle? Anything you need to share with us. Tell us. This is Akewande. Okay, thank you for the opportunity again. It's been a very nice um, conversation about taxes and accounting. You can reach me, Simplify Solution. It's our business name, Simplify Solutions. We go the extra mile to provide simple and affordable and reasonable solutions. You can reach me on telephone 404. 5872967 on instagram you can reach us at ss tax act ss stands stand for simplify solution fantastic thank you so much for coming i, I mean i've learned i've learned so much already so so much we know i mean i let me just tell you guys you know there's formula 50 10 20 30 you know 50 percent you say use for your basic need that's when we're talking about budgeting 10 percent is actually what you save i mean 20 percent is actually what you use for your saving and investment 30% is your want. I, I think the 10% that goes to your tight, you know? So the other thing, budget, you have to plan, allocate your income to save so that when the rainy day comes, you don't, you don't, 
get caught red handed you know so and to file your tax you need to give your personal information address your status your social security and what have you but we have the expert with us mrs moyakin one day certified public accountant license in georgia chartered accountant in nigeria over 20 years of banking experience she's unarguably one of the best at what she does and uh, for the tax season, you can go to Simplified Solution. Our phone number is 404-587-2967. She's on Instagram. We're going to share all that with you, you know, because I know you all will be interested in knowing more about her. So, Sister Moyo, Akiwande, thank you very much. I call you Sister Moyo because I'm used to calling you that, but uh, we appreciate what you've done. And we will not hesitate to bring you back to Atlantic Discourse to shed more light on budget and financially related issues. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right. So to our listeners, this is episode two, season two of Atlanta Discourse. We have been talking about taxes and budgeting solutions. So next week, we're going to come with another professional and another very juicy topic for you. Because this year, 2022, new energy, new vigor. For the first quarter, we're bringing a professional every week to talk about a topic that has to do with humanity and everything that involves us. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Bye.